0: You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The
1: sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Salty Sex Cast. We are episode 61 with Morgan Ashley.
1: Hello. Hi. Hey, I'm Morgan Ashley. I am a model and actress here in Utah, and actually a intersex female (laughs) is not super common here in utah (laughs) no just that alone
2: is kind of like people are like what you act and model who who does that in utah i know and then just add another layer on there
1: yeah it's not the place (laughs) to be doing any of that
2: (laughs) can we start from like the beginning like your origin story
1: yeah okay
2: just a little background. I would love to hear some of that.
1: Okay. So I guess it would start when I'm in, like, so how intersex works is it happens in, like, the developmental stage. So, like, when I was a fetus, like, so it happens when I w- was in my mom's, ex- my mother's <laughs> stomach. Mm-hmm. And so the very last ultrasound that my parents saw, I was, like, fully female, like, all. Anatomically female, biologically female,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's what they planned on. That's what they like named me for. That's what they like got ready for. And then when I was born, when I was born, I've seen like the the video, and you could see the shock on everyone's faces, and they're like, "Oh, like, cause male anatomy." They're like, "So then it's a boy." Mm. So at that point, my the doctors knew that there was like a hormonal.
2: Anomaly, defect. Anomaly okay. or defect,
1: mm-hmm. however you want to call it. Yeah. And at that point, the doctor informed my parents that there was a chance that there would be like other anomalies throughout like my developmental phase. So then I was mm-hmm. like, as soon as I can recall, in my head, I was just completely female, presented as female, like, and around when I was four, they were like, okay, Morgan's still presenting as female, but has like male anatomy and like, they let when like you have an intersex child they usually let the parents choose which way you want to go to like for presentation Mm -hmm. throughout the rest of that child's life and they try to base it on what it's going to be easier to convert to like when it comes to like genitalia and because the genitalia that I had already formed it was just easier they thought socially to like socialize me as male so they did that and like Apparently, now, later, as an adult, I figured out that that runs commonly in my family, and there's someone else who was born with testes and a vaginal canal and a uterus in my family, and they're also intersex female so it's just something that must have ran on my dad's side. Oh, interesting. And they actually had the surgery. Like, she's a baby right now, and she's already had the surgery, and my family doesn't even really talk about it, like, but... With me, like as I started to go to school, they were like, okay, Morgan still like expresses and is socialized as female. So they took me to a psychologist when I was like four and they evaluated me to see if they made the right decision because of the anatomy. And after the evaluation, they were like, yeah, Morgan is female, like mentally, but it was the 90s. So they were just like, try to encourage Morgan to do things that are like more male typical. So you Mm -hmm. could like, help them socialize as the gender that we've picked and the doctor that I had at that time who delivered me was like kind of in on it so when I got older and started developing female because in eighth grade I started growing breasts and I was like is this normal that I'm like getting breasts and that I feel female but everyone's saying I'm a guy and I had a breastbone and it started getting breasts in like eighth grade and the doctor was like, Yeah, that's normal for males, like that's typical Mm. because he like is who delivered me and my parents like knew that they needed to like socialize me as like male because male anatomy and there wasn't So you were never told? No, they didn't tell me until What the shit (laughs) Holy shit, really?
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah, no,
1: they didn't tell me until
2: So that's when you were like, Hey, I'm getting breast tissue, I'm growing breasts, and they're like, Oh, it's normal but really it was part of that whole yeah. like and when i was
1: really little i was just like i'm female and i would tell people my friends that and i remember them being like oh what but you're like cuz my parents would bring you over and be like this is our son morgan so it was like and then i would see the kids and be like yeah i'm a girl and they're like wait your parents said this and blah 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 and i would always like make up some kind of story for like why my parents said that Aww. and be like no but i'm not like i am like this and i was just like adamant about it and my parents and all my family know that and, like, especially now, like, because another thing, like, because I was identified or, like, socialized as male for my whole life, I thought that that's just what I had to do. So I would get really bad anxiety when I would think about, like, the fact that I didn't get to express, like, because yeah. like, all of my friends, because I was a cheerleader, I was very popular, like, I would, like, dated guys and everything. Oh. So it's, like, that whole time, like, all of my friends were female, like, and getting to go to prom and do all of these normal things. And I'm, like, I don't get to get seen the way that you guys do. And I always was adamant about not actually transitioning until I got to actually like have the full experience. Like Okay. to actually be able to be like seen that way and like accepted. to live that way and accepted. Yeah, so I was so- like I didn't think it was an option.
0: So at that point when you were cheerleading and you said you were dating males. Uh-huh. So did at that point you were can, presenting I, were you presenting as male? Yeah, and people would always be
1: like, you're very androgynous. And even then, before I was like saying that I was female, like your average like podunk fucking, your average... <laughs> Fucking's okay. We say okay, okay, fucking. Totally fucking. Okay. Yeah. So your average like redneck would see me at a gas station presenting as like male. And they would be like, th- I remember one time my mom had a confrontation and there's this redneck guy and he's like, is that like you're a woman? And she was, like, that's my son. And she, he was, like, but that's a woman, like.
0: Aww. So even
1: then, before transitioning, people were always, like, what are you? Like, very androgynous. And every time I would hook up with a guy, because I was always very high ultra-feminine. And I would hook up with, like, sp- like guys on the football team or wrestlers or whatever. And they would always be, like, I'm not gay. So this is really confusing. And I'm, like, yeah, that's perfect because I'm not Boy, oh, so.
2: so it just kind of helped you feel like yeah you're validated me like even like
1: yeah, a, but without any of the exterior things getting to like validate who you are and how people wow. see you because like that's how much of it is like socialized presentation.
2: Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. So, what was the turning point for you to finally say like nope done with that uh, male Morgan or like what was that transition like for so, you
1: as I started to get older and have like more adult relationships and you see the dynamic in a relationship of like being the girl in the relationship versus the guy and the expectation that girls have for their boyfriend versus like like the dynamic and I was like I know that yeah. I'm not fitting into this like I've always felt very like atypical when it came to like orientation of being, like, I'm, like, very binary when it comes to feeling, like, in a relationship that I'm the feminine counterpart, like, so then, wanting to express that in dating as I got more adult, I was, like, would sometimes feel compared to other cis females and be, like, you're not, feel like my significant other wasn't recognizing me in the way that he recognized them. And gotcha. then I was like, okay, so then I'm going to transition. So then when I, when I went to actually like transition, that's when they called me and were like, how long ago did you start transitioning? And I was like, I haven't yet. The doctor, my gynecologist was like, how long ago? Because we checked your hormones and tested your blood and all of these things. And
2: So they thought you had been taking hormones Yeah, they and were and like, you
1: already have female hormone levels. And that's when I like, figured out that I was intersex because prior to transitioning, my hormone levels were already Both female and like had female hormone levels but then I still had like male genitalia which in intersex it's like when the biologically the sex that you are your anatomy isn't traditional of that and there's like thousands of variations oh
2: yes yeah yeah
1: mutations yeah and yeah I didn't find out till that point and then when I transitioned it just like all kind of happened and took off and like and now like getting to like have the experience of face value being seen as a woman.
2: A passing, yes. Exactly,
1: passing. And that's, like, Mm -hmm. such a big word. And, like, I never wanted to transition if I wasn't going to pass. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, I never want to tell my family that I'm a woman if they're not going to see me as, like, their beautiful daughter, their beautiful granddaughter. And luckily, like, I am someone who's fortunate that, like, even my strict religious, like, super religious, like grandmother and family and like all the, the matriarch in my family actually does recognize me as female and is like Aww. yeah we've always like known that and now like being able to see it physically like and socially where they're like it would be silly for anyone to identify me as anything else Yes. that it's like it yeah. kind of just like happens without me having to make a big social statement and that's why I wanted to come on here and actually be like make myself uncomfortable because I feel like I do really get to pass and go very covert
2: yeah, but you still have seen the other side and been part of like that other side of the world or yeah, the yeah that that's huge. And so you got to kind of be that in between for somebody who's like, hey, tell me your story, tell me a little bit about it. I need support and be that voice for people who don't get that support because you have family who's accepting so right much. now.
1: Yeah, I'm very I'm very fortunate to have that because so. both of my parents were very like like. I started transitioning, and then my dad found out after because he, like, was aware. He found out that I was taking shots, and he was like, what are you taking shots for? And he was like, are you transitioning? And I, like, told him, and he was like, okay, are you going to get surgery? And I was like, why? And he was like, I feel like you should. Like, I've always thought you should have. We should have when you were little. And, like, hearing that was, like, very validating because I was always afraid that he was going to be like, oh, like, this is mutilation. Like, any, like, changing of your body, like, is going to be...
0: But you said as you started transition, you already had a gynecologist. Yeah, so,
1: well, everyone who transitions goes to a gynecologist because that's who, like, sees your, like, hormone levels. Oh, okay. I don't actually, that's another thing. I don't actually know from um, female to male, but I think that they also go to a gynecologist because that's who handles that whole area of your body and like what yeah. regulates your hormones. Oh
2: yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bet.
1: I believe cause she's like a gynecologist and OBGYN. And then she also like is a doctor for HRT. Like if you're going to go into transitioning. Okay.
2: So um, I'm going to totally come off ignorant a little bit right now and ask you, are those boobs real? They are real. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They're real. Fuck. Yeah, I um, had to pay for mine. Damn, it. did you? And I totally did. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they're real. They're Money real well
0: spent, though.
1: Well, because I'm, you
2: know, because you were saying like as you slowly started you
1: were growing breasts. Yeah, when I started so. transitioning, like started getting on HRT, uh-huh. I was like a 32C going into it, like oh, shit. at least like a year in, I think. And then
0: how's your back? They hurt. Like it hurts. <laughs> hurt. like, yeah. And, like,
1: since I've been on hormones, um, they fluctuate. Like the more I eat, like the
0: I'm like, I'm like every Victoria's
1: yeah. secret double d but then like in like in designer sizes i'm like a double d but then in like any other brand other than like designer Victoria's secret i'm like a d yeah
2: well because they're like, trying to sell you a, a bigger yeah, ego for and
1: usually sure they say like in transitioning they're like don't <laughs> expect more than a c cup so i was always like please god like let me get boobs and my moms are, like, Fs. Oh, like, shit.
2: Okay, and so... And they say in
1: transitioning, like, sometimes, like, it's it goes off of your, your genetics, so you get what you would have got if you would have been born that gender already, hypothetically. But I'm like, how would they really know that? True.
2: Yeah. But... Unless they look at, like, you know, try to compare it to, like, siblings or something, yeah, like I guess. twins I and stuff. Because there's a
1: lot of twins that yeah, I've heard. seen. I was, like, on Snapchat the other day and saw this twin, and one of them transitioned into female. Mm-hmm. And the other one's, like...
0: My my mom so and aunt hot, are identical twins, <laughs> and my aunt is far more masculine than my mom. Yeah, because yeah, I wonder yeah. if it's just
1: like the dispersal of... Because it's all genetic and passing.
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah.
1: I'm like... It's a roll of the fucking dice. If you, have you ever... <laughs> like, the ancestry tests, like, where yeah, you can find I out have. where you get... Like, so uh-huh. you and your brother wouldn't have the same percentages...
2: No, no, not ...because at all.
1: of how it passes on. So, yeah. like, if you're, like, half black, half white, like, you could be, like, 50% white and your sister could be, like, 80% white. Oh, I've seen beautiful, white.
2: like, twins that you know one like if dad's black and mom's white you know you have one twin that's black and one that's white have you seen that yes i think it's incredible so it just shows you you yeah all the the crazy and um you know like i said it's just that roll of the dice you know there's there's so many things that so many things that can happen so tell me a little bit more about um being accepting of just those who are wanting to follow their path and like you said you kind of had Growing up, they forced you or I shouldn't say forced you, but your parents chose that you were going to be a boy and you kind of pushed against that because that wasn't how who you felt like you were. And, you know, let's just talk about being more accepting of all of that. And
1: well, I think that's why it's like really imp- important for the people who I, that's why I'm really grateful for. As we were saying earlier, there's a lot of people who transition and don't really get the whole experience because society isn't like allowing them to identify by like actually being able to suspend us belief to be like, accept people for who they say they are and not just what they see.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think every way that we could normalize accepting each other for who we are. Sorry, wait, I'm like distracted of, can you ask that question again for me? Oh, yeah, That's okay. It was like a.
2: How can we be more accepting? Like, what what would be helpful? What is something everyone can do today that can just you know make others feel more accepted when they don't fit that specific mold we've been told, pink or blue, kind of thing. Oh
1: yeah, like because I was gonna say like on the other side, the people who aren't accepting it, the best thing for them to do would be education, but they're not gonna do that because they don't care. So it's like, how are you gonna make someone care? So then I would say the best thing to do is not worried about whether they care or not and to just do what you actually feel is true because the more you as an indi- individual just do what you want to do and are who you want to do or who you are who you want to be mm-hmm. you normalize that thing and for the people who like transition and don't actually get seen as seen as that gender they do make it easier for every trans person that comes after them And when I first transitioned, like, I was having a really hard time about being, like, I don't want to be on the forefront of this, like, war on Oh, you didn't want to be
2: the face, the person that had to explain to everyone. Exactly. Like,
1: I was, like, I just want a normal girl's experience. Like, I don't want to have to be seen as trans and be an advocate. Like, how am I ever supposed to be okay with being trans? Because in the beginning, I, like, really didn't like it. Like, I Mm -hmm. was, like, I want to be normal, like... How am I ever going to be okay with not being normal? And how I got there was being grateful for getting to make it easier for girls after me to be normal. And, like, I'm very grateful to the girls who have done it before me. Like, even when it's not so easy for them as to, like, pass and, like, look that way mm-hmm. but it's like anything you do to express yourself is helping the people who come after you more easily express themselves and that's what normalizes it because we're not going to be able to get people to care but we could have people in close quarters with us like experiencing us and that's yeah. really the most we could you do don't have be to hide you don't exactly. have to be
2: ashamed and, and hiding and feeling like people aren't going you know and even if they don't accept you I'm hearing is what you're saying is even if they don't accept you, you're still going to be you.
1: Yeah. And you're still impacting the people who's the people who are accepted. They're getting accepted because of you, because of you like widening.
2: Being aware. Yeah, exactly. Like something like
1: Lady Gaga said, like forever ago about how she likes to expand the mold because then she feels like people have permission to be more weird because like, if she makes the standard wider, like you could feel like you still fit into it, even Mm -hmm. if you are different. Yeah. And like, that's how we educate people is just through doing it and not being afraid to. And even when it's scary and I feel like it's easy for me to say because of passing, but, and that's why I try to make myself uncomfortable and do things that are like scary and push that boundary. Like, with working at the strip club, like. Yes, I was gonna reason, go yeah, into that. I'm like,
2: that. Yeah, I'm like what? That. what is scary that you've done, Morgan? <laughs> yeah, like that, so actually
1: like, that happened really early into transitioning. Like after I transitioned, like I remember even before then, Every time I would like put on makeup and put on a wig, I was like, "You could be a stripper." Like I know you could, like just <laughs> with an eyeliner, gorgeous like, I was,
2: like, long legs. Yeah, just I was, like you could do yeah. it. Like,
1: and that's how I, <laughs> I've always seen like how small the like boundary of what people consider. Like so much of attraction is like experience and perception and how you perceive a person, and it's always been easy for me to be perceived as a woman even before I was even on hormones. Mm-hmm. So I'm like so much of like what people find so important and base their lives around is all perception and like triggering that with appearance and after Pushing tra-
0: that mold <laughs> yeah, just exactly. a little Pushing bit wider.
1: And like after I transitioned, like I feel like I really did want that because va- you grew up being told that you're one gender and you really want to express that you're another I fought really hard to get validated in that, mm. and for it to be like recognized by your peers and by the people who you're interacting with, and like eventually socialization wasn't enough, and I wanted to be like sexually recognized as a female, Ooh. and to be seen as like a desirable, a wanted, female. Yes. yeah, like, and to me, like. Stripping was just the market of that. Like, well, you're
2: on stage; it's a power move for exactly. one. You're on display, yeah. like, and oh like, fuck yeah, the female
1: form. Like, oh, you're mani- you're literally manipulating people into paying you based on your form and your rhythm and just the fact your sex appeal. And growing up as someone who was seen as a boy, like, to be able to go in and be like, no, all of you would see me as what I tell you to see me, like, and all of you will see me as.
2: That fucking power that yeah, you to have to be beauty. able to
1: do that. That's beautiful. Scary. And like, they didn't know going into it that I was trans. Like, so when I auditioned for that job and they offered, like she offered it to me. And then after I told her that I was trans and she was like, okay, well, what does your um, birth certificate say? And what does your ID say? And I said that it said female and went and hurried and, like, got it changed so I could work there. Because <laughs> I hadn't? And, yeah, I hadn't. And I hadn't oh. had surgery yet. So it would have like, mattered? Yes, and that's the thing. It would have mattered to them. Like like they uh, couldn't write checks to a male? Well, they said that, like, or I mean, they like, their license to, uh, like, have the strip club. Like, it's, like, a sex license. So technically oh. I was a sex worker, like, allowed okay. to do sex work from the state as long as you do it under the conf- confines of, like, The three-foot rule, all of these. Yeah, yeah, like they have a license. Like it's like liquor laws, essentially. Oh, yeah. So they had a license for one thing, and I got that. But then even after, like, because to me, like, there are girls who, like, were born female because we were just talking about intersex. There's girls who are born female that have penises. Mm. So I'm like, that really doesn't matter. So I got the ID thing, but then after, like, she was... I was like, it's never going to be a problem if I've had the bottom surgery or not. Because there's, like, ways to mask that. Oh, yeah. And I worked at a club where you didn't have to get fully nude. So I was like, I'll be able to cover that. Yeah. And after working there for a bit, like, she was, like, adamant about not... Me not ever disclosing that I'm trans or, like, allowing anyone to find out. Which, to me... And she... After I told her that I I was trans, she was like, you're the first, like trans or intersex persons like work here in history like in utah yeah like ever and that's a huge deal and then rather than advertise that and promote it mm. she was like yeah i feel like that so would have that been something
0: it. to advertise and yeah, promote and then,
1: like, let's continue
2: hiding who you are exactly. that you've hid for how long but it's it a
1: dick move even oh, modeling yeah. to yeah. be honest that like in oh, utah modeling is modeling was brutal. like that too when they i got it's the same circumstance when i got signed as a model I didn't tell them I was trans. She offered me the contract, and then I brought it up, and she was like, "Okay, well, because we're selling you as a female to, a, to like agents and casting directors, you have to show up and like not let them know that, because that's you not what they're asking for. Anything. So if they seem like you're being like artificial, which it really isn't artificial, but and she was like, Utah's not a state where, because are states where you being trans is like an asset, and they're gonna be like, we want a trans girl to." still looks like, like fits like the standard of beauty.
2: Yeah, well, we can talk about beauty standards in a minute.
1: Exactly, (laughs) with modeling. It's like, Uh. it's it's so funny. So it's like a lot of me being recognized as being female, like you take this journey to live up to the beauty standard for what female is and what it means to be feminine.
2: While also redefining it just just enough that we're slowly kind of moving that compass. Mm Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. But
1: sometimes I'm, like, redefining it by living into it, and I'm, like, how much of me is constructed off of, like, what other people find beautiful and what other people find sexual and, like, what things do we do to, like, because even, like, having to hide part of yourself to appear a certain way to be more appealing, like... It just kind of shows you we're still not like there yet, like they're like <sighs> you're beautiful and you you can totally feel this type as long as they don't know this thing, and it's like it should show you that like that thing doesn't matter because they want me because you want me as being a beautiful woman, why does it matter if I'm trans to so where I should have to hide it? Mm-hmm. and like it was really important me important to me in the beginning to go into this field of, like, acting and modeling to be validated as, like, you're the female standard.
2: Oh, okay. And it's,
1: like, they recognize that while stripping you of what it took you to get there. Oh. And, like, act, like, because I'm, like, even, I could still live up to your beauty standard that you're setting being trans, so why do I have to hide that I'm trans and, like. Eventually, at the strip club, that became a problem. Like,
0: I wouldn't think it would matter if you were modeling. They're looking for a specific type of model.
2: Brady, you're ahead of the curve.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my bad.
2: We love you. But yeah, but I we're just we're out at Utah because, standards. Yeah. Utah.
0: I guess. Yeah. Jesus. The first time that we met, I saw you from across... I can't even remember the name of the bar we were at, but oh. I saw you from across the bar, and Brady I was like... Brady has a huge, a
2: huge crush on you. I have a huge <laughs> crush on you. Sorry, right as you're drinking and water, I was like, we're gonna- <laughs>
0: She is gorgeous. Uh-huh. And like, if I was, if I was responsible for modeling agency and I was, you know, whether it's bras or panties or motorcycles, if I was looking for you to wear my bras and panties or sit on my motorcycle and you showed up and you're like, Hey, uh, I happen to have a different letter on my birth certificate than I'm presenting in real life. I wouldn't give a shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You went, and that's how well, bro, I I'm just trying to sell bras, panties like, and motorcycles. That part's
1: not even going to show, but at the strip club eventually. And this is, so embarrassing guys (laughs) but eventually the girl who hired me came up to me after one of the times that I was performing and it was like have you really had surgery because like I could see it and I'm like guys it was in my large intestine there's no way anyone could see it like I was like so covered but I'm like you know that I'm trans because I disclosed it to you and I told you Mm -hmm. so you're insecure about getting like found out that like you hired a trans girl
0: Oh. So you're probably, and you're like, hyper being, focusing like, on me
1: exactly and I'm like yeah there were so many guys there in the club the night that she said that and none of them had a problem with it like I was like like doing well that night like I'm like so I know that that's incorrect but I was so on the spot that I was like whatever like what are you gonna argue with them and be like and she was like you could come she was crying like oh so being, she, like, was yeah, she was
2: probably uncomfortable like, herself this is so
1: uncomfortable having to tell you this and and she was like, "If you, as soon as you get surgery, you could come back. And after that, I was, like, really needed. It's like, you did this for validation, and now there's this huge hole in that plan because you just super got, like, rejected for this yeah. thing that, like, yeah. you're trying so hard to overcompensate for by even doing this job in the first place. And after that, it took me to, like, being in adult films and doing, like, Camming and things where, like, that could actually be seen as an asset. Where, like, having that makes you more unique. But come to find out later, like, that she still will, like, talk about it to people that I worked there. And, like, brag about me working there. She's, like, told people my name and stuff. And then, like, like there's, like, this guy that's, like, a known, like, chaser. Like, and a chaser, like, for everyone who doesn't know. is Someone who, like, seeks out someone for being trans. Or, like, not interested in... You are as a person, but more fetishizing the fact that you're trans. Oh. And she works with him so at So it's a bar. like a
2: unicorn hunter, but for the exactly. trans community. Exactly. Ew. Okay. And she works
1: that with him at sense the bar. That finds those out exist. that he's like that and was like, oh, we hired a trans girl at Trails and like. Wow. Yeah. Like told and like, oh, I wonder if you know her and like told her my name or told him uh-huh. my name. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I actually do know her. And ended up being like, you worked at the strip club and like. Like, it's just funny that you use it to, like, brag about later, but that's, like, what you literally fired me over, and it's, like, you... It just shows me, like, that we're still not there yet. Like, it's, like, yeah, you could still work and be successful as a female model here if you can pass as being cis, and I'm lucky enough that I can. Yeah, you can. But it's, like, it doesn't make it any more difficult or it doesn't make me any more secure about... Because it's, like, at the end of the day, I still am trans. Like, whether I pass or not and I'm seen that way, it's, like... Mm-hmm. There's still that like piece like, or that part of like, you know, kind of like rejection of feeling like a part of you is only accepted if you could pretend to be something else.
2: Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't advertise that, please. It makes yeah. us
0: uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm like it's when it's celebrated. not your
2: work to be done. Which that's,
0: again is weird, too, because I think it would attract an interesting. I mean, exactly it would attract clientele. Yeah, it's very niche. That's what I think. Yeah. For the record, not a chaser. I thought you were cute before I knew. Thank you. And then somebody told me, and I was like, ah, cool. Yeah, that's easy. Doesn't really matter. She's still hot. Like,
1: (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, and that's, luckily, that's typically my experience, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't usually have to feel very on the spot about being trans. I usually don't get really it's just your fucking
2: height i was yeah, like jesus so christ tall. i feel like a midget like
1: every <laughs> like yeah that's the thing that people say the most they're like oh my oh, god you're beautiful i, I think that was right. the giant first woman, and
2: like, oh no i think that was the first thing i said to you was like your legs are gorgeous because you were so wearing tall. a cute little short dress i'm sure sure i was yeah i didn't notice you your height i
0: noticed your legs though is
2: those beautiful mile long yeah. legs yes
0: <laughs> really long legs
2: <laughs> yeah but Okay, so being supportive and and feeling like you get to still, you don't want to fit that mold. You want it, you know, like you were saying, you are lucky that you pass. But what are, you know, where are the people who maybe don't pass, but who still want to be accepted and seen as that?
1: What's important to share about? It's like really hard for me to speak for them but something I would say is like I don't think there's any one line you have to cross to be seen as okay now you're a female like I don't think you should have to look a certain way or talk a certain way or make like there's no there shouldn't be like a standard that you have to live up to be identified as female and to be seen as female like we should see people as who they are because they tell us who they are like
2: That's why I love that. That person is
1: the authority on who they are.
2: Exactly. Thank you so much. That's why I love that we are getting a little bit closer to normalizing, like, what are your pronouns? You know? So if you don't know, or if you're unsure, fuck my email signature says my pronouns, like just to kind, just as that one step closer, pushing that mold out just a little bit further is asking for pronouns. And, um, being prepared that sometimes you're going to hear a pronoun or something that's not, Oh, I wasn't expecting they, them. Okay. Like that's something that's new for me. Like, let me get on board with that. And like, you know,
1: and I think being also push aware that mold of, like, of
2: myself, mm-hmm.
1: your entitlement to even like, feel like you sh- need to know their pronoun or like, mm. cause so many times I feel like me and my friend were talking about that earlier. Like she's like, I feel like there's, there's things that people will ask trans people mm-hmm. that they wouldn't ask a cisgendered oh. girl. Like they'll be like, "Oh, were you like born female or whatever?" To a trans person, and it's like you wouldn't ask a cis girl about her genitalia. You wouldn't be like, "No, what's it look like?" When there's like a myriad. Have of you what,
2: had surgery? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And it's like I think stepping back that sense of entitlement of like, why does it? Why do I deserve to know what that person is? And like,
2: yeah. And there's a there's a line of like respect or like, hey, I want to know your pronouns. so I can make sure that I'm labeling that you. you yes. correctly, yeah. Yeah. And like and respecting who you want to be. And then there's definitely the line where you cross where it's you don't need to know about my genitalia. You don't yeah, need to know what day, I was what when I came about. out of the
1: womb. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Um,
0: I, I did go through a period where I was learning about it where I was trying to figure out how to ask the right questions depending on the conversation. Right.
1: Oh, let's so, ask. I'm so curious.
0: Well, and I I struggled with like, cause I, someone would say, and it, it, it seems dumb to have this confusion now, but somebody would say like, Oh, I'm, uh, I'm a male transgendered. And I was like,
1: To me, that means that you were born female and you were like became a male because they're a male.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's transgender. And that's what I know now. But I was like, are you a male who's transitioning or are you transitioning to being a male? Like, I didn't know at the time. And I was just like, if someone said that to me, I would just like leave it at that and then just sort of like, well, now I don't Mm -hmm. know. But because I felt like it wasn't my place to ask. So I, I did, like I did it's struggle your with that question
1: lot. to have, then it's your place to ask and you should ask it. But then it's sometimes like, don't make someone else responsible for educating yourself. So if you have the question, like teach yourself, like yeah, sure. there's resources, guys, like you could get on YouTube, like <laughs> Google and Google and YouTube was like, super helpful. Yeah. yeah. It's like, there's, if you are curious about something, cause I feel like so many of so much of the curiosity comes from porn and that's where guys seek education and sorry, I see guys, but that's the main thing that pursues me. That's no, so what I have the most wrong. experience with. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing wrong in educating educating yourself with porn, but it's like, that's not always the most but trans porn is positive is. thing. Yeah, well, it, yeah, so you know. Like, don't be afraid to educate yourself. Like, yeah. don't be afraid to like, if you have a question about something you're attracted to, like, look into it. Like, ask someone a question that's not going to, ask the internet a question because it it's not going to get offended. You're not personally insulting someone or make or triggering yeah. by
0: like i was so terrified to hurt somebody's feelings because i i i don't necessarily understand how difficult it is but i can imagine how difficult it is and then to be questioned all the time must be frustrating so i would just sort of like there's a time and a place just not gonna ask like i'll go home and google later You're like podcast <laughs> so, like, so let's answer all those hard questions yeah, like if you, so that's if what i said i'm question,
2: gonna come off sounding ignorant but now good. i just want to know no, yeah
0: like
1: please ask questions because i'm like there's there's places where people who are open about it are willing to be asked questions. Sure. Yeah. And then there's places where people are trying to be covert and not, who have social anxiety and they're not trying to fill on the spot. So it's yeah. like, sure. be aware of where you're educating yourself and like, it's mm-hmm. fine to have the interest, but it's like, educate yourself. And, your and it
0: sounds like it's not okay to be a chaser. Like don't fetishize. I don't think that's true. Oh, it is okay to be a chaser? <laughs> I think that there's like, I Not to the point of objectification.
2: Like,
1: there, there's a balance, right? Yeah. Because I think it's the same thing as like I was saying the other day, like there's guys who are like, I'm a butt guy. There's guys who are like, I'm a boob guy. Oh, there's yeah. guys who are like, I'm a dick guy. It's like, it doesn't matter but they're still... what you like on a girl. Like you're allowed to have a preference yeah. and it's preference mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So I'm like, is it a chaser to like girls that have dicks? Like, are you an ass chaser if you like girls who like asses? It's like at the end of the day, you should still be seeing the person. As the for like full as the person. person, yeah, yes, and it's like that's where it's I'm the offended line. personally. Like, if a guy who's like into me for being trans would date a trans girl that I don't find attractive, that's gonna insult insult me the same way. If I'm like, this guy likes double D's, he's dating me because I have double D's, but he'd also date like that girl over there who's like a two and she has double D's. It's like you never want to feel like resorted down to just the one attribute exactly like you want to be seen as, yeah. seen as a whole entire package but I never have a problem with someone appreciating a part of my body like
2: especially uh, parts of your body that society or other people have told you that isn't
1: exactly like accepted. height, even yeah. or having curly hair being ethnic like I'm like yeah I fit into all of those categories and a lot of society <laughs> is like those things aren't great. So of course, when a guy, so when the modeling, in that yeah, way,
2: yeah, that's probably I it, what i like. Yeah. Oh.
1: I still wouldn't want them to be like, Oh, I would date a girl who, ha- who just, cause she's trained, like, cause it takes away that's from the only
2: thing you are. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's like reducing you down to that. For sure. I'm like, there's so much more.
2: <laughs> there's so much more that goes into everybody. Um, So beauty standards, because I'm sure because you do hit quite a few of those standards for modeling in Utah, you're tall, your skin color, you know, it's that unique look that probably a lot of people are looking for here. So those are some good things about it. But then there's some probably some things that you're not hitting or probably struggling with. So talk about beauty standards and for yourself that journey a little bit.
1: Um, I feel like, I guess the biggest standard that I obsess about is the, the standard to be feminine, like, and someone that like my best friend is actually a cis female. And like a lot of the things that I'm like, I'm insecure about, she'll talk about too. Mm -hmm. And she was like, it's not about being that you're trans. Like, that's just like something that like all girls have to do. Like. Your shoulders being too big, like your frame <laughs> being too big. Like, it's oh, yeah, like, those are things that your voice like those are things that I feel like all. Facial
2: hair. Mm, that, yeah, like, that one's for me for sure. Girls, like,
1: <laughs> we all have testosterone. Oh, yeah. And
2: there's always estrogen. things you're wanting. To, yeah. And it's like
1: mm-hmm. they like make it seem like. Like the, okay, there's this one guy that I like hooked up with, and he was like shocked that I had body hair, and he was like, "Girls like don't have body hair. Like, is that like a trans thing?" And I was like, "You know that girls just like shave, shave their body <laughs> hair, right?" Like I, and he was like, "No, they're hairless." And I, and he was like, "That's no. like a guy thing." And I was like, no. "No, you just like guys don't have that societal pressure of being like you have to shave to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like you see a lot more bald vaginas, and you're gonna see bald dicks, like, and you're. But I was thrown like when you said that. Like, (laughs) I I was like, that's so masculine. And I was like, that's literally everyone. They just shave it, like, is the difference. Like, yeah. And it just shows you, like, the standard that they enforce on girls. But it's like, guys have that standard, like, beauty standards that no one expects me to lift anything ever. Like,
0: no, no, like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
2: Oh, yeah. You know, until I get really drunk and I'm like, I bet I can squat you. Yeah. like Hop on my back. I'll squat you because I, I want to she, prove that. i She's not telling I am a
1: joke. S- That's like a legit thing. I, she knows I, she I do, I do it all I'm the time. Like, I'm the man in this relationship. Right. But sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, I'm the fucking But bro. because I wanted
2: like, to like break that, push that mold out yeah. a little bit more. I, I wanted to like prove just a little bit that I'm not what you want and
1: expect from
2: me i'm still who i am and i still gotta be that
1: yeah um and so often i feel like that's why i love like lucille ball for instance like she shows she's like a female comedian that shows like that girls don't have to live into like one standard and how boring would that be no and like how often is that so like I feel like for me personally, so much of that was shaped on like what people find attractive and the per the like the type of people who I was trying to attract, which unfortunately everyone is men. Like, yeah. So it's like a lot of my beauty standard was shaped off of what like men find attractive, and that's very limiting and not always very creative. Like, mm. and guys are pretty boring i think that we all create our own standard through like if you are a woman like whatever you're doing you're like helping create the standard and like we were saying earlier that's why it's important to be who you are because like Mm -hmm. you are shaping the standard you are educating by just like existence and i feel like so many people think that they're like so insignificant that they don't have an impact just by existing but like you really do so you not being yourself has just as big of an impact as if you were to be yourself and, like, which one's going to, like, shift things more so positively. So what, what
2: drop of the bucket are you putting your, you know, like, are you going to go more with the grain? Or are you going to still be yourself? Even though it's a tiny little piece that someone has a choice to be, you know, they get to be part of that very gradual movement. Yeah, the That's impact. Really cool. so. That's really cool. <laughs> what... um part of your story are you most proud of
1: I think getting to be who I wanted to be like getting to not being envious of like other people and being like oh I want to be them but getting to be like envious of my current self and versus like like I feel like younger me like wishes that they got to be this me the whole time
2: oh that's so, and beautiful it's like,
1: that's definitely what I'm most thankful for. And like the experience that I get to have of like it being validated. But the only way you're ever going to get that is through doing it. And it's like, I'm, I'm very lucky that I get to be myself and find that beautiful to be myself and be like, I'm beautiful. And like, I'm so thankful
0: for anyone to say that anyone,
2: anyone to be able to look in the mirror and feel that, or, you know, photos, whatever, or just stand there and say, I am beautiful. You know, how many, what small percentage of the population can say that when they look in the mirror and like body image and being accepting of yourself is so hard. And you've got to like pave that way for yourself. Yeah. And do that. That's fantastic.
1: rewarding for it's work though like
2: well yeah um, it's definitely uh, work
1: and like i say all the time like i feel like someone who you would think that looking like this like i'd be like the epitome of like security but like i'm not like i'm so (laughs) conceited little
2: bitch you're so (laughs) like i feel like
1: like the prettier people tell you you are the more and more insecure because you start to value like that and you lose track of like
2: what is important. how
1: important that is
2: yeah
1: and like what that actually like means and what use it has well, now
0: i feel bad for compliment yeah well I no, love like, I'm, <laughs> like the next I'm not gonna lie like i yeah. get I'm have so to take it many back.
1: people are so much nicer to me than they are to people who are like aren't seen it like people are gracious and kind and giving to me like I my experience that is that experience. like experience and i'm i'm saying like i don't think that like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, guys. I think it's because I'm pretty. Like, because people are so <laughs> nice to me. And I'm like, I feel like it's I see pretty, the way they pretty treat other people. Pretty privilege. Yeah, yeah it is like, there. It's do. a thing. And it's like, that's why it's like, I know K white people, be honest, because I could admit <laughs> this. I could admit that, like, I am privileged. I have, like, beautiful privilege. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you guys are privileged too, differently. And, like, now it's getting challenged, which I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that <It's like>, sucks. <so. laughs> That's, Should have appreciated it. And that's admitted fine. It, I'm glad you know.
2: Hard conversations are, are worth the growth that come out in the end with them.
0: But. but yeah, people are generally so now. I totally get like why it took you so long to warm up to me at the bar.
1: Why? Because you're Whatever. pretty. Ever? Yeah. Not, you were just, just like, who's this
0: kids kids She didn't trust you because you were like, oh, you're pretty. Like, oh, now I feel bad about everyone. No, that. yeah. making me feel I, so did, bad. I didn't. I I don't think I told you you were pretty at the bar, but I was just like. I, I think I was talking to Bonnie and she mentioned you guys want to do a podcast. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, I would totally make that happen. And you were like, I'm pretty. I can find anyone to do it. Fuck off.
1: What? <laughs> fucking, I'm pretty sure that I got your number or your like feet Like you yeah. did. Yeah, I'm, I'm, got, it, but it did took a while.
0: Night. It took a while. Like 20 minutes later, I got it after that first conversation. Oh, I had to wear you down.
1: Oh my <laughs> God. No. Like I've now I feel <laughs> bad about myself. No, no, no. Of, like little kids. Love me. They'll like run up to me and I'm like, I what if I was a serial killer? Like I'm like serial killers who are attractive. It's like the perfect predator. Cause yeah. like little kids just naturally trust you if you're like attractive. Like yeah. have you guys not has anyone heard that?
0: None of us like, here like, are as pretty as you. Of, whatever. No, I'm just kidding. That's Mariah fighting. <laughs> I will. Where's the dick? Yeah, I'm gonna so many slap people, like, him. Throw at him. Oh, I love it.
1: But it's like I don't know, I think there is like there's definitely science to that. Yeah, like there, it's, people it's, it's people called the pretty you,
2: privilege. But then yeah. people
1: also, I feel like, don't expect me ever to like say anything intelligent. Like, oh. So training yeah. at work, like, because I serve now, because uh-huh. like, all actors have to serve <laughs> forever until you get like, to be the get, struggling you, actress. Yeah, yeah, until you get like a movie deal, you mm-hmm. are a server. Um, I was like following. The person who was training me like saying nothing and just like being quiet just absorbing all the information and the guy was like you're doing like one of the tables were like you're doing great <laughs> like because i'm not talking like girl like i feel like i just don't expect you as a girl to like really have much to say and they're like mm-hmm. you're doing a good job if you're
0: quiet like <laughs> good job
2: <laughs> oh yeah we have some work to do for I'm sure. sure
0: like i don't feel like i like talking to girls that are Dumb, but I don't expect you to not say anything smart because you're a girl. Good. You shouldn't.
2: It's. I'm trying to think of a time I where like I had that, that prejudice. Like, maybe. Sometimes
1: I'm like, I feel like you're only explaining this thing to me because I'm a girl, and you think that like I'm not gonna get it. So
2: the mansplaining.
1: Yeah, mansplaining, but. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a real thing. For I am. Sure. I'm
1: actually guilty of doing that a couple times.
2: I've called you. Out. It's okay. Yeah. I love you. That's why we have a sometimes good relationship. Sometimes I need.
1: I'm not gonna lie. There's plenty of things that like my boyfriend mansplains to me <laughs> that I'm like, thank you, because sometimes it's I nice to have. Myself. Right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Sometimes, I'm like,
0: sometimes I need yeah. to be mansplained.
1: Sometimes I need
0: whole projects mansplained to me. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm t- I was just. Thanks, I'm thinking. Of, I'm trying to think about the last time that I. I can I, tell that you were thinking about it. So I've recently been you. like guilty of it. I've been. I'm trying to think. Like I was mansplaining something to a man, Good. and he was like, "Bro, I don't need you to tell me how to do that. Shut Oops. the fuck up." Real quick, that candle is
1: beautiful right now.
0: Like, isn't it?
1: It looks so good. It burns so clean through, and now it just looks like a regular candle.
0: Yeah, now you can't even tell.
1: I missed when it was burning the tip. That was fast.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what most of them say. <laughs>
1: Stop it. <laughs> Just, oh. uh,
0: it was over with so quick. <laughs> that's disappointing.
2: <laughs> is there anything else Shocks. that you feel like is really important to share with our audience or anyone else that could be listening?
1: Um, I guess really it's like that I'm not the voice of, like, all trans people, that nothing I say is, like, actually reflective of, like, if you're curious about something and want to get to know someone, don't like take other information that even society has given you about that person as like fact, like actually spend the time to get to know someone as an individual because like, I'm not the authority on like all people who have even the same experience as me. Like,
2: no, you have your own very unique experience. Yeah.
1: Like, and I would be weary of not seeing people as like individuals because you're doing yourself like a great disservice by just like, assuming things about people Mm. and if yeah and like do you guys have any questions because i feel like this is definitely the opportunity (laughs) about being trans or intersex or any of those things
2: so are you going to be on hormones for the rest of your life or once you get to a point like i really i think haven't
1: yeah like so i will be up until i get surgery and then i won't have to be on blockers anymore because like what regulates um
2: your testosterone
1: is the mm-hmm. testes, So after those are removed, I wouldn't have to be on blockers, but then like estrogen, I'd have to have my whole life. But then that same thing goes for like uh, every woman when they get to menopause will have to be on hormones for the rest of her life. Like
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. you
1: get to a point where like,
2: I had a hysterectomy. Have have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you have
1: to have estrogen. So uh-huh. it's like the harm in that is it like going through your kidneys. So I only was like, had that circulating through my kidneys for like the first like three months and then I immediately moved to shots because mm-hmm.
2: because it's hard on yeah your kidneys. it
1: bypasses your kidneys yeah why so like was the, it
0: why was it going through your kidneys were you taking oral? it orally okay, like when oral you take medication. like
1: estrogen mm-hmm. yeah you would like okay. take it orally but some that's people why you do don't do oral
2: steroids folks
1: yeah because it's boys. so bad for your kidneys. oh my gosh that's yeah guys do not I've, this is profiling but guys do not care about their bodies <laughs> like some of them like
2: yeah
1: like, unless they're obsessed with yeah, their no, bodies yeah. It's like either it's we like had, two we had sides. Two of that men coin. in the room are both like, "Yeah, no." Yeah, sure. you guys we're are not worried like, about it. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> That's I'm why
2: like, we. Ha- you have when us was to the help take The last time care you drink
1: you. water, and they're like, "What month is it?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's water? <laughs>
2: That's profiling.
0: For like, sure. that are you talking pill, about right? rain?
2: right you exactly that like drink how that? much oh. water in coke <laughs> when i drink my own tears what you men
0: don't about? cry oh my god yeah
1: they, not <laughs> men enough. don't cry i feel i'll fucking make oh you my cry. god i wish you guys cried more i
0: think it's so cute when the guy cries all you gotta do to get me to cry is to put on the office you hate the office no, no i cry because i get at sad well i get happy sad or whatever you call it why
2: happy tears like, like he leaves okay, at the end. no
0: like when jim gives her the dvd and he's Pam? got the note
2: Pam? Yeah, He gives
0: Pam the DVD and he's got the note in his pocket from the teapot. The I fucking ball my eyes out every time. It's the very
2: last episode. <sighs> Just talking about the
0: office it's not the last and episode. Like, I wish you liked it. She always is like, I wish you liked The Office. What else made me cry that I text you about? Oh, the movie Hachi does. I, the I, I movie what? I, oh, Hachi's Hachi? Hachi's so sad. Hachi?
2: I can't watch dog movies because they're always sad. I've never seen
0: Hachi, but I'm going to write it down because I'm like, a good cry. It's so Love sad. It. Their lifespans are short.
2: Brady, do you have any questions for Morgan?
0: No, I feel like you did a really good job of answering any questions that I would have had. Thank you. Because um, I've, I've kind of moved past the, the questions of like the... The
2: ignorant questions? Yeah, the well, ignorant I, questions. I, I, I don't, it's I don't more, more the about the emotional
0: experience <laughs> and everything. I don't even want
2: to say ignorant questions because ignorance kind of sounds like that's a choice. Some people don't know until you know. You know, so that's, uh, we're all about not shaming on this podcast, and not judging you for it. That's why it's an educational podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you didn't know about any of this, thank you for listening. I'm proud of you for getting through this whole episode. <laughs> Something new and different and maybe scary.
0: I know. Don't be afraid, guys.
2: Don't be afraid.
0: Yeah. And just be respectful when you ask. Because everybody, everybody that I spoke to, if they didn't want to talk to me about it, they were clear. Yeah, and I respected that.
2: Yeah, it's the same with race. Yeah, someone of a you know different race of you is not your go to to ask about racism. (laughs) Like that's no, go do your own research. Go do all that anyway. But thank you,
0: thank you, thank you, thank you you for coming on. That was an awesome interview. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well,
2: if anyone wanted to listen to more of our episodes, we're on. All major listening platforms. You can find us on social media at Facebook and Twitter and patreon.com forward slash salty Sexcast. You can email us at salty sex cast at gmail.com. And I did that in one big girl breath. Mm-hmm.
0: That was really awesome. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. And if you're interested in doing your own show, Murder Shock Studios at gmail.com. Studios for rent. Yeah, kind of.
2: No. I mean, he'll take sexual flavor sometimes, too. Flavor. Oh, my
0: God. Now you're flavor. going to scare <laughs> everyone away. <laughs> sexual flavor. What was that?
2: Um, anyway, stay sexy. And salty. Bye.
0: Yeah. And what's puberty? Oh, puberty?
2: Well, puberty's a lot of things.
1: Here's the thing.
0: When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange.
1: Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to
2: change. It enlarges the penis itself.
0: And there's a central opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex
1: education you wish you had in high school.
0: Maybe a diagram will help.